0: I know I woke up thinking, is this all to life there is? Maybe you felt the same way at different times. Is there something more than just this? Is there something more than just me? Well, I know I've met with and I've pastored hundreds of people over the years, and they've all had the same question. They've all focused on, is there more to life than settling for just surviving? And I wanna tell you, there is. My people in the video cafe, my people watching online, my people right here, you were made for more. You were created to thrive. You were created to live your purpose. It's not an accident, it's not random. You are not a mistake. That's not why you're here, no, no, no. This is the year of purpose at City Church and we've been talking about it. We believe God created you, who you are, Right? who God created you to be so that you could do what God created you to do. We've been talking about purpose, but God didn't just give you purpose to live. God also equipped you with all the tools you need to live your purpose and have a fulfilling life. God gave you the tools that you need to thrive in this life. You were made for more. Say, I was made for more. Okay, let's pretend like we're not in like eighth grade history class and let's do this right. Say I was made for more. And that's what we're gonna be talking about in this series. And the key to help you figure out the more that you're made for are spiritual gifts. Now, some of you are here today and like, oh man, I just showed up to watch my niece get baptized. (laughs) This guy's gonna start talking about spiritual gifts, honey. I think we need to go. Okay, but stick with me, okay? Stick with me. The key to the more you're made for is spiritual gifts. How many of you have heard of spiritual gifts before? Okay, some people. Cool, 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 cool. And for some of you, you might be weirded out. That's okay. Follow me on this journey, okay? Because when I first believed in Jesus, I was very uninformed about spiritual gifts, and frankly, I was a little bit freaked out. I was like, what does this mean? And I thought in my head, spiritual gifts were something for like super awesome like Jedi Christians, like super spiritual, like, oh, you have the power of the force, like something like mystical like that. And then as I continued to grow in my faith, I still didn't get, have a lot of clarity on what those were. And I'm like, look, God, I didn't sign up to be a ghostbuster, okay? These spiritual gifts are not for me. And it's like, Lord, I saw the exorcist. Lord, I'm not doing that. That's not what this is about. I didn't sign up for this, okay? I was uninformed about spiritual gifts and I was really skeptical about the supernatural stuff, right, and that's part of why we chose City Church as our church when we moved to San Antonio. I was like, oh, this church isn't weird. (laughs) Little did we know, right? But okay, I get it, right? You may feel like that today. You're weirded out by spiritual gifts and supernatural stuff might make you uncomfortable. But no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, this could be true of you. So some of you might have been raised in a church that overemphasized spiritual gifts, that said you can only be saved if you show some of these spiritual gifts, or maybe you were embarrassed to bring people to your church because of how people use those spiritual gifts on a Sunday. Maybe you were raised in a church and you were taught there was no such thing as spiritual gifts, or maybe they just never talked about it and you never felt informed. And if you're like me and you weren't raised in the church, maybe you're just like, this is crazy. This is weird and it feels new and strange and odd. And so I understand. It's weird, okay? But stick with me because I was skeptical too. I get it. I understand that some of what we've seen or some of what we've heard about it might not be what's real. And so that's what I want to do. That's the purpose of this series and the purpose of this week. I'm here to de-weird spiritual gifts. I'm here to de-weird spiritual gifts for everybody because it's important. Because these are the tools we've been given to thrive. These are the tools we've been given to live our purpose because we believe that God equips us with these spiritual gifts to help us do that. And so the Apostle Paul also talked about this. Now the Apostle Paul, he wrote several letters in the Christian scriptures, one that we just finished nine weeks studying Philippians. The same Paul wrote another letter, to the church at Corinth, it's called 1 Corinthians in the Christian scripture, and here's what Paul did. He wanted to address this issue, he wanted to unpack it. Now Paul was what we'd call a church planter. He went around in the first century planting churches all over the known world, and what he'd do, he'd go to a town, he'd establish a church, he'd stay there for a couple of years usually, and then move on to the next one. But he stayed in touch with those churches, people that he knew and he loved by writing letters. And these letters are what we see captured in the Christian scripture. And Paul also received letters from the churches as well. And the church in Corinth, the Corinthians, they were a lot like us. They were struggling to live their purpose. They were trying to figure out what role spiritual gifts played in their lives and and wondering if they were made for something more. And so Paul starts to unpack spiritual gifts to answer some of their questions. And this is what he writes. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now, these spiritual gifts are what show us that we're made for more. And Paul breaks down three important aspects. To talk about the gifts, right, we have to understand the spirit part of gifts, which is the spirit. Are you guys ready for theology? Okay, you're not ready for theology. I'm just going to pack it up. Okay. Okay. All right, this is a quick theology lesson. I'm going to try to say it in words that make sense, okay? Jesus died and was resurrected, and then he went up to heaven. And when he did that, he left us with his powerful spirit to help us guide our lives and help us continue the work that he was doing. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. And it was given to everybody who believes, Anybody for all of time, if you believe, you receive the Holy Spirit. And that's part of the celebration that we had up here today of baptisms. Right? When you believe, you receive that Spirit, and that Spirit helps you in this life, like I said, and it helps you continue the work Jesus was doing on this earth. He called the Spirit helper, he called the Spirit guide, because that's what it's here to do. It's help us go in the right direction. It's to help us do that. And the reason why we call them spiritual gifts is literally because they're gifts from the spirit, gifts that we receive from the spirit. That's why they're called spiritual gifts, okay? So what are these gifts? Okay, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. Okay, I would define a spiritual gift, the best I know how in English, is a supernatural capacity, ability, or power. That's what a spiritual gift is in the easiest definition, but it's not always easy to define what it is. Paul even defines some of them. He, he lists some of them out and talks about them, and there's other places in the Christian scripture where other writers talk about what some of the spiritual gifts are, but they can still be a little difficult to pin down, but that's okay. Right, here's what we know. Jesus had all the spiritual gifts, and he used them all during his time on earth. And when he left this earth, he gave each of us some of the spiritual gifts, Jesus had all of them, but nobody has all of them now, but everybody has some of them. When you believe, you receive those spiritual gifts given to you by the Holy Spirit, and so that's what it is. That's what spiritual gifts are, and so to to simplify, we've created a few categories here at City Church to help you understand four major categories of gifts There are more specific ones that you can find, but I didn't wanna unpack like 29 spiritual gifts today or 16, we don't have time for that. So we just came with some of the categories of what they are, and so we're gonna go through the categories. Okay, you guys with me? Okay, everything else is practical. Okay, that was the theology part. Thank you for sticking with me. Okay, one of the first spiritual gifts, and it's one that freaks people out, is we're calling a supernatural spiritual gift. It's supernatural. You have a strong sense of belief and a desire for the sacred or the divine. And so this supernatural gift, you're often somebody who prays. It's something that you wanna do. You also maybe, and if you're like a new believer, you might be getting dreams that freak you out, right? You might be walking by somebody and be like, oh man, I feel like I need to pray for that person. Okay, you're not crazy. At least not crazier than you were when you believed in Jesus. So that can be part of that supernatural gift. And I don't want you to be uninformed because every time we talk about it, at least one or two people come up to me and go, thank you. Thank you. I thought I was going crazy. I thought these things that were happening to me meant that I was having a breakdown and I needed to be on medication. Sometimes... That's some of these supernatural gifts, right? You might have a crazy faith or a desire for God to be a part of everybody's everyday lives. You may get these things that are called like words, like a piece of knowledge that there's no way that you could have known that you may speak to somebody else or some kind of discernment. You might be very sensitive to darkness and light, and you might be walking by someplace and be like, oh no, we're not going in there. That's not where we're going. That's kind of the supernatural spiritual gift. And we wanna help you explore what that looks like. Okay, that's supernatural, we got that? Okay, next is the helps spiritual gift. And helps is a desire to serve others with the resources you've been given, your time, your energy, or even your money. And so a lot of times helps people, you wanna jump in and you wanna do something tangible when something happens. When disaster strikes, you're like, okay, what can I do? I'm gonna get on my car and I'm gonna drive and I'm gonna help people, right? And in everyday life, it doesn't have to be tragedy, you just want to help people out, but you want to do something tangible. Maybe it's make a cake. Maybe it's build something for somebody. Maybe it's to fix somebody's car. Maybe it's to do yard work for somebody, but the way that you, the way that you express this spiritual gift is by doing something tangible. It's doing something for people. A lot of times, these folks like to be behind the scenes. they would be like, I'll show up three hours early, but don't make me talk to anyone. I just wanna set it all up and they're gonna have a great experience and I'll come back once all the people have left, and I'll tear it down, right? And they'll do that physical work connected with it. And that's part of the help spiritual gift. All right, you got helps? Say helps. Yes. Okay, next we're gonna to move to leadership. Say leadership. leadership. It's a desire to organize and influence people to achieve a goal. Now if you have like a leadership gifting, somebody has called you bossy at some point in your life Because you're the person, oh, I saw somebody just turn to somebody and be like, oh, girl, that's you. Um, (laughs) That, it's a gifting to organize people and inspire people to move to something bigger. Because when you have this gift, you know that where we are is not good enough. You know that what we're living right now, it could be better. And you want to move people there. And you do it through your leadership, your ability to organize. Okay, my leadership people, a lot of times you show up to church and be like, "Mm, we could do that better. Right? You're just like, oh, we gotta address this, right? Because you only desire to do it better not because it's about you, but because you want people to move further, faster. You want people to grow spiritually. You want people to grow in other ways. And so that's what that leadership gift looks like. Sometimes it's organizing, sometimes it's administration, sometimes it's teaching. Sometimes you have a gift and you're teaching with it. You're, you're spreading that knowledge. All right, that's leadership. Say leadership. leadership. All right, now we move to care. Say care. All right, care is a strong sense of empathy and a desire to meet people's spiritual and emotional needs, to care for them. So if you have like a care gift, usually what happens is that you're the person at work that everybody comes to talk to when things go wrong. Are you the person whose desk people kind of hover around? because you take care of them. A lot of people just go, oh, that's just kind of who I am. And so that's Okay, that's part of your spiritual gift, right? You might be walking, in, you might be in a grocery store, and for some reason the cashier's like, well, let me tell you all about my problems. You're like, why are you doing this? And you've wondered why people, you wonder why people open up to you. Sometimes that's a spiritual gift of care. Of course, we're all supposed to care for other people, but people with this care gifting, it fills you with something else. And this care gift is you're helping people Right, in a relational context, you're hugging people, you're helping care for them as they move through a difficult part in life or just what they're dealing with in every day. All right, that's the care gifts. Say care. care. Okay, that's generally what they are, right? These are the categories. And part of our purpose here at City Church is to help you identify the spiritual gifts you have, develop them, and then unleash you to go make this world a better place. That's what we've committed to do, because everyone has a part in that. Everyone, even you. Some people are like, oh, well, that's not me, or I don't know. No, everyone has a part in this, and that's why the church exists, to unleash you to go make a difference. All right, Paul continues, and he breaks down kind of the how this works. He says, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. When it comes to spiritual gifts, they are always used to serve. They're always, they're never for our own personal gain or personal glory. They're not even just for our own personal growth. They're to do good in this world. Your spiritual gifts will always serve others. I mean, that was Jesus' plan when he left. He left this earth, but he empowered us with the Holy Spirit to carry out the function of his movement, to make this world a better place. Now the spirit, right, Jesus is still here in the form of the spirit, but we are what he's relying on to do the tangible things here and now to make this world a better place for people in our lives. That's why it exists, and that's the movement that he started, that's why it's called a movement. That's why this is not a meeting, this is a movement. That's why the church is a people and not a place. Right? It's a body and not a building. because we've been equipped to live this out and be tangible representations of Jesus through the spirit that lives within us. That's what we're here to do, and we're here to serve. And I want to tell you, I don't care what anybody in your life has told you, you are part of the plan. You are part of the plan. You are part of the plan of the plan, no matter what you carried in here today or what you think has been damaged in you or in your life, you are part of Jesus' plan to make this world a better place. He's thinking of you and you have ways that you can uniquely serve. And so let me tell you about what some of that looks like, okay? We'll give you a a, a hypothetical situation and we'll unpack some of the gifts, okay? So let's say tragedy strikes for a friend, a coworker, a family member, and they lose someone close to them, they pass away. And every one of these gifts might respond differently. And so if you have the care gift, you have open arms, you have big hugs, you have a shoulder to cry on. You're there and you take those 4 a.m. texts. You call and you talk with the person and you sit with them in their pain and in their anguish. Not because it feels good, but because you know that helps them. That's how the care gift is probably gonna respond. Now if you have a supernatural kind of gifting, right? You are praying around the clock and you're going, okay, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, right? You might not be able to change what has been done, but you can help provide comfort. Maybe God gives you a vision or a dream where you say, I feel like I really need to share this with the family and it's very comforting, Or maybe you know exactly what the family may need in that moment and you share it with them. You just know. Now the helps gift, you show up to the person's house with a vacuum and a casserole. You are ready just to jump in and help because what happens when tragedy strikes, people forget about the everyday things. If you have a helps gift, a helps spiritual gift, you're there, you're doing practical things, you're picking up the kids from practice and you're getting them from point A to point B. You might even be making phone calls to arrange funeral arrangements and help all that stuff done because you know, hey, in this time I'm gonna help you get stuff done and you show up to be like their personal genie to help them get those things done. Now if you have the leadership gift, you might respond to this by going, okay, I created a sign-up genius where everybody can, can do meals for the next week because we need to provide every meal for this family for the next week to make them feel loved and cared for. You're somebody who might communicate and say, guys, we gotta help. We gotta help our friend, we have to help our coworker, we have to help our family because this is important and you inspire people to do that and call everyone to action. That's what those gifts look like in an actual scenario. And everyone has different gifts, and even somebody who has some similar gifting might do it differently than you. But everybody can do something. Everybody can do something. And when it comes to the specific spiritual gifts, there are more, like I mentioned, that he listed. These are just four general categories. You could have gifts in different categories, but there's probably one that sticks out to you that says, oh yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, that's me. And lastly, Okay, Paul goes on and he talks about the impact of our gifts. He says there are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Okay, this is important. Don't miss this. When we use our spiritual gifts, it is God's ability, not our ability. We see Him working, not our working. When you serve, God works through you, He's working through you to do the work that he wants to do. And it's God's impact. It's not your own. Okay, the word working here, it can be difficult to define, but the Greek word that Paul used was energema. And what does that look like? Energy. It's like God's energy and a focus on God's power, the results of God's power displayed. And when you serve through that spiritual gift, it's that God working through you. And let me state something obvious. God's power is greater than your power all day and twice on Sundays, right? God's power is greater than your power. And this is the power we're talking about. The God who took a formless void and made a universe. The God who created every living thing that you see, that you know, the grass, the trees, the animals. The God that created you, it's the same power, God's power that created you and knows you down to every cell and molecule. It's God's power, the same power that sent his son to the earth in the form of a human body to die on a cross for our sins so that he would spend eternity with us. And it was the same power that God had that resurrected Jesus from the dead to show that only he has power over life and death. That's the same power that works through us when we use our spiritual gifts, when we serve people with our spiritual gifts. Would you rather have God's power or your power? Oh, you better believe it. But that's dangerous sometimes, that's what's what's unleashed. Let me tell you about some of the practical examples of what goes on around here, right? I don't want you thinking it's spiritual Jedi stuff, okay? Because we're talking big picture. Let me talk about practical ways this has happened around here. A few weeks ago, we sent our youth, our teenagers, our middle schoolers and our high schoolers to camp. And we told you from the stage, hey, there's a bunch of kids waiting for scholarships that can't go to camp. And you know what y'all did? Y'all stepped up, threw some money in the plate, and every kid that wanted to go to camp went to camp. That's using that help gift, but let me tell you, it's even more. Because we sent a group of kids to camp, 29 of our teenagers believed in Jesus. Woo! And that's because you decided to help and throw a 20 in the plate. We don't have, pep. We don't have plates, you threw it in the box, right? But you gave. That's part of the help give. Okay, let me talk about our prayer team, right? These people that come up after service. And a lot of times people are like, no, let me pray with the pastor. No, you don't want to pray with me. You want to pray with them. Because they're exercising their spiritual gifts. And I hear story after story of lives changed. I hear story after story of, I don't understand what it is, but we got custody of my son. I prayed with them and I don't understand what it is, but I've been healed of my disease. I don't understand what it is, but all the anxiety and all the depression, I've been in counseling, I've been doing all the right stuff, but I prayed with them and something changed. They're exercising their spiritual gifts, so definitely pray with them. And then, man, you wanna get me emotional? I got to watch these kids get baptized. The children, the children always do something for me. You can clap for the kids, like give it up for the kids. And more importantly, give it up for the God because these kids only know about Jesus because of what the people at City Youth and Kid City are teaching them over there. And I can promise, we're not that good to convince these kids to believe in Jesus, but Jesus is that good. It's his power at work through their teaching. Our words aren't good enough. It's his power at work through their teaching that these kids go, yes, I want to spend eternity with Jesus and I want to celebrate it on stage with a bunch of people cheering for me. That's the more you were made for. Say, I was made for more. Say, I was made for more. That's the more you're made for. And I want you to believe it. And it's important because when we get this, the world changes. When we get this, and it's not just big change, families are healed. People reconcile, there's forgiveness where there was no forgiveness, there's love where there's no love, there's food where there was no food. That's why we gotta get this when we use our spiritual gifts. Okay, the world changes, and God has equipped each of us, if you believe in him, with these spiritual gifts. Okay, so how do you even do this? How do you unpack, how do you discover all of that stuff? Well, let me give you some practical stuff. The first thing is, believe in Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus, you don't have spiritual gifts. And City Church exists so that all people can believe and thrive in Jesus. And if you're skeptical about that, you don't know what you believe, or you definitely don't believe that, I'm so glad that you're here. You are welcome here forever and for always. Ask your questions, learn more about our faith in Jesus, figure it out, and you might be super skeptical right now. That's okay, I'm glad you're here. But if in your spiritual journey you've never believed in Jesus, your next step is to believe in Jesus. And what are you believing? You're believing that Jesus, right, divine in the form of a man came to earth, he died on a cross for our sins, and then he was resurrected by the power of God so that we can spend eternity in a God with a God in heaven that loves us more than we could know. That's what you're believing. You don't have to do it today, you'll do it in your own time, but I want you to know that's what, we, that's what we want from you. Because when we receive that gift, we also receive these spiritual gifts. And all you have to do is receive it. You don't have to be good enough. I'll bet you, okay, somebody, somebody in here, somebody told you that you have to be good enough to be saved and they're lying to you. You just have to receive the free gift that Jesus gladly paid for because he loves you so much. And that's when you receive that Holy Spirit and the gifts. Okay, if you believe in Jesus already, you're already a follower of Jesus, it's time to open up your gifts. It's the reason we created the Purpose Path. There's one coming up on August 17th, one coming up on September 21st, and this course was created in one day to help you take the next step to living your purpose, and part of that is understanding your personality, who God made you to be, and what God created you to do and we explore your spiritual gifts. There's an assessment that helps you understand which of the four categories you're strongest in and kind of where to go next with it. So sign up for the Purpose app. We've had like 300 people go through it and the stories have been awesome. So sign up city.church/purpose. and if it's full, keep, let us know because we'll do another one. I don't want a single person to go, yeah, I, I haven't really done my spiritual gifts yet because there wasn't one open until November. No, that's not acceptable. We'll do another one if that's what you want to do. You can talk to them at the connection point after the service or go to city.church/purpose. And for some of you, you're like, all right, John, I'm fired up. I want to just jump in. I want to figure it out on the go. And for so often, that's the case, especially if you're like me, you didn't grow up in church. You don't have evidence of anything, the spiritual gifts that you've lived out. You kind of got to do it. And so you want to jump in and serve right here at City Church and live your purpose. And we have a lot of opportunities for that, and they're opportunities not to fill a role, they're opportunities to live your purpose out and impact the lives of others with your spiritual gifts. If you wanna know what that is, you you can go out to the center pavilion, right? I believe it's called Connection Point. Go out to Connection Point, and we'll help you figure it out. Go out there and say, hey, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm supposed to do something, and I promise you we'll figure it out. And let me tell you this little word, if the first thing you do isn't good, don't quit. Try something else. We're not gonna be mad, we're not gonna be upset of, well, I tried serving on the production team, but I really didn't like standing in the dark, right? Or whatever it might be. Try something else. Try something else, because there are opportunities to live out your gift here at the church. And it's not just on Sundays. There's stuff for people to do throughout the week. And it's not about serving the church, it's about living your purpose, and we wanna equip you to be able to do that wherever you are in your spiritual journey. So, this whole thing, this series, this talk, all of this that I've been talking about, how weirded out I was by spiritual gifts, this whole thing started about a year ago. I went to a conference in Birmingham, Alabama, and it all started with a woman named Miss Debbie. Now, Miss Debbie was like four foot nine, and she had some of these supernatural gifts that we're talking about, and I've never seen this woman in my life. I'm walking out of the conference, there's hundreds of other people there, and she finds me, and she starts thumping my chest. <laughs> I mean, she's four foot nothing, and it's just like, hey, you need to hear this. And I'm like, whoa, who are you? Like, this is weird and crazy. I don't know if I wanna hear this, because if I hear it, I might have to do something. Um, and she's just boom, boom, boom. And here's what she spoke to me. This was her word for me. She said, no gift unopened. No gift unopened. And when she said that, God gave me a very clear vision. This wasn't just for me, this is for us. The vision, I'm walking down the stairs and I look in the family room and there's a giant Christmas tree in the family room. And around the Christmas tree are more presents than I could ever count. And they stretch further than the eye could see. So no gift unopened is about us opening our spiritual gifts together. I don't wanna leave any gift wrapped I don't want to leave any gift unpacked. That's what God is calling us to do, to, un, to open up our gifts and use them. Because I promise you, you don't have an open sitting around your house, do you? You're not like, well, oh, I'll open Christmas 2017 in 2021. That's not how we work. When you have a gift, you open it. And you have a gift, so let's open it together. Let's do that. And the impact of this is incredible, and you never know what the impact can be. At the same conference this past year, I heard a pastor named Jeremy Foster, and he shared a story. There was a young girl who grew up in an abusive home, just toxic and traumatic and awful. She was abused in every way possible. Emotional, physical, sexual, right? Drug abuse going on all around a rotating cast of husbands and boyfriends coming in and taking advantage of their mom. She grew up in a really tough place, but she had hope. Because once a week, her grandparents would come and take her to church. So she had an hour of hope. Well, one day, her mom got fed up with her situation there in Texas, and they moved to Oklahoma. And in the move to Oklahoma, the grandparents didn't go. She had nobody to take her to church. And then her mom said, I don't like you going to church, and I'm not gonna take you. So this little girl was stuck without hope. Well, as it would happen, somebody gets her to church one day, and they hear her story. And then this man, who has a pickup truck, decided he would do something. He would drive 30 miles to her house, 30 miles to the church, then 30 miles back to her house every week, and he would take her to church. Now, this is just an Okie, some guy from Oklahoma with a beat-up pickup truck that said, I'm going to get this little girl who doesn't have hope, hope. I'm gonna go do it, I'm gonna drive 90 miles to do it, but that's what I'm gonna do. And this little girl said, that was hope. This man saved her life. And one of the reasons she believed in Jesus was because of this man. All he did was take his truck, what he had, and he took her to church. And so that's enough, right? Enough reason to use your spiritual gift, but the story gets better. It turns out, that was this pastor's mother. And he wouldn't be a pastor without that experience. And let me tell you about his church. He's up in Houston, Texas. They've been going for seven years. 31,000 people have believed in Jesus because of God's power working through this pastor. That cannot happen if some guy in a pickup truck doesn't pick up his mom. That can't happen. You never know the impact of your gift because it's not your power, it's God's power. And he can do incredible things through you, stuff you might never see. And so when you're over in Kid City changing diapers, you might be changing the diaper of the person who cures cancer. When you're at City Youth and you're giving a high five to some young girl, you're giving a high five to a young girl who ends up running a Fortune 500 company, all in the name of Jesus. And you might not be doing anything with anybody that's great, but you might be bringing hope. Your smile, if you're greeting people at the door, might be the only smile they see that week. And the only reason they say, okay, I can go on one more week. When you live these spiritual gifts, it is God's power that creates an impact. Okay, let's pray. Father, we come for you. For those that believe God, we say open our gifts. Help me to open my gifts, God. Show me the next step in doing this, and I know that it's not gonna be simple. I'm not gonna get a certificate in the mail that tells me my spiritual gifts, God. But open our hearts so that we can open our gifts, God. Give us a supernatural confidence, a supernatural passion, God, to live and serve others because it's not about what we can do, God. It's about bringing your power here and making this world a better place in a world that so desperately needs it. Father, for some of us, we haven't yet believed in Jesus if you're here. And if that's you and God has been tugging on your heart and you say, today's the day, you just pray a simple prayer. It's not complicated. The words aren't magic, but it's something like, Jesus, I believe that your son came to die. God, I believe your son, Jesus, came to die for me on the cross. And he was resurrected because you didn't want to spend eternity without me, I believe. And it doesn't have to be fancy, it doesn't have to be those words because it's your heart, it's not the words. And if that's not you, that's okay, keep coming back, we love you. And Father, we lift all of these things over to you and we trust completely in you, the giver of all good gifts, in your name, amen.